Call crossed the rain-soaked street and pushed open the door of the Cat's Whiskers Tavern. It stuck on the damp floorboards, but a hard shove jerked it open with a loud scrape. A disgusting combination of smells wafted over him, urine and vomit, stale beer and cold ashes. Call wrinkled his nose and surveyed the taproom by the gray light that filtered in behind him. Even at mid-morning, people were propping up the bar, although he wasn't sure if they were newly arrived or had been there since last night. The man he had come to find, Martigan, sat behind the bar, asleep on a stool, with his head leaning against the wall. It looked like his favorite spot, as the dull paint was stained by whatever he used to plaster his hair so tightly to his head. Call walked to the bar and slammed his hands onto the worktop as hard as he could. Martigan jerked and banged his head against the wall. Someone off to his left yelped and fell from his stool, but he couldn't muster the effort to get up again, so he simply curled up where he was and went back to sleep. Martigan rubbed his head and glared at Call. What do you do that for? I was just resting my eyes. Rest them some other time, said Call. And before we get into the whole witty back and forth bit with the accusations and the evasions, let's get a few things straight. Have you heard of the King's Dark Lanterns? Of course I have. Good. That simplifies things. I am a member of the Lanterns, and we know all about what you get up to here. Call held up his hand to cut off Martigan's protestations. I said I didn't want to get into that. I'm here for a different reason. He fished inside a pocket and pulled out the piece of glass. He handed it to the now nervous-looking Martigan. Tell me what this is. Martigan held it up to what little light there was and turned it in his fingers. And if you say a piece of glass, I'll have your head right here. I wasn't going to say that, he protested sulkily. Glad to hear it. Now, what is it? Martigan slid from his stool and leaned over the bar. He sniffed the glass, grimaced, then opened his mouth and touched it delicately to his tongue. Call winced. It looked like a sickly gray slug emerging from a dank cave. What you've got here, said Martigan, is a combination of two substances. Which ones? Well, that's the thing, you see. One of them I've got in the back room here, very common. It's a depressive, you see. People use it to sober up. But the other, now that's the tricky bit. He grimaced and handed the glass back to Call. This drug, was it used as a gas? Perhaps to render someone unconscious? Possibly. Martigan nodded. Thought so. See, when the depressive is mixed with a specific soporific, that's the funny smell, right? It'll make this gas. Do you have the soporific? No way. There's no demand for it, and I only supply to demand. I'm a businessman, you see. Besides, you can't get hold of it unless you've got permits. It's very heavily regulated. Who regulates it? Asked Call. You should ask some of your friends that. Which friends? Asked Call. I have so many, you see. Martigan grinned, showing yellow and brown teeth. The healers and doctors in the army, that's who I mean. They're the only ones allowed to dispense such strong soporifics. Call stared hard at the man, then turned to leave. By the way, he called over his shoulder.
You've got one day. One day for what? One day before I come back here with a full squad to make sure you've disposed of any illegal substances. And don't even think you can just move them somewhere else. Someone will be watching. What am I supposed to do with it all? shouted Martigan. But Call had already stepped outside.